Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with the amazing Coach Bray, our Director of Basketball Operations. Bray, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, so Coach Mia is not with us. Um, love having Bray on. Uh, Bray, we've got a great show in store, um, and if you just tuned in, go to 5starlife.org to learn more. Um, we have done something really unique to wrap up the end of 2023. We've uh, sent out a series of letters that we've written, and really want to encourage you to, to check it out. If you're a new listener, if you're an old listener, but you've not read the letters, go to our website and you can just click. There's a spot you can read every one of those letters or you can reach out to us and we'll send it to you. Um, again, this show can be listened to on any streaming platform, any podcast platform. You can also watch us on YouTube at The Five Star Life. Uh, and just something that's super helpful to us is if you just hit the like button. Um, the algorithms like that, that allows us show to grow. And if you really like the content, I encourage you to sh- uh, share it with a friend, coworker. Uh, it's a way you can uh, help impact kids across Michiana and the nation. Um, all right, Bray, did you get a chance to read the year-end letter? I've, I've read the first one as of now. Awesome. Um, f- feedback, thoughts on it. What jumped out at you? Just powerful. Um, you know, and I really like the, uh, the way that we're doing it this year with sending multiple letters out even. Um, but it's just a great insight into what we've, you know, uh, actually it's great insight, but it's also like a very small glimpse of the impact that we're having. Um, and, and I don't mean that to discount what was in the letter. I mean it like, well, we're doing that stuff every day. Right. And so it gives people a really good idea of, well, if I want to support something, um, this, this is something that. The, we're taking action, right? And I was—I actually watched um, the uh, the clip of um, I think the Elkhart superintendent was on the show, and he was talking about, um, hey, we were what he loved the most about us was was we were willing to share the data, share the success, and um, that's to me that's part of the year end letter, right? And then there's even more of that that we do on a daily basis. So I think it's awesome. I think sending multiple letters out is going to be a really good way for people to. Uh, really get even more of a glimpse of what we're doing. And I would even say this, so if you missed last week's episode with Coach Harden, his story is a five-star kid's story. And that, you know, that's, uh, I would highly encourage you to tune in there because Coach Harden is one of our coaches who's empowering kids and and sharing, you know, living through the struggles that he had lived through for him to be, you know, successful in terms of basketball and as a great person. just a, another tremendous way to, to see what we're doing to make an impact. Yeah, it, it, the show is a great um, way to highlight the impact of Five Star Life, but the show also um, is contemplative and reflective because we'll tie in our curriculum and our lessons. And today's show, I want to I want to talk a little bit a uh, little bit about the year end letter because I really want to encourage people to read it. There's so much bad news in our society, and there's like this toxic 
uh, stream of, of negativity that flows uh, through media, through TVs, through our smartphones, through our school systems, through our workplaces. I mean, it's like there's this negative culture that we're swimming in. And um, this series of letters was designed to be a breath of fresh air because, Bray, there's so many people I've talked to that they, they kind of look at the work of Five Star Life, the mission of Five Star Life, and they're like, that's awesome. But it, it's like, can you really make a difference? And there's so much negativity, and I think people get stuck there in the negativity, and it holds them back from from actually doing something. And so these stories um, are so powerful because they lay out, you know, um, the, from darkness to light. Well, it opens eyes of okay, things. There are good things happening. When you watch all the negative, you know, the negative uh, news stories, whatever. Turn on the news every night. It's like depressing. And it's like you can, it makes you feel like, well, there's nothing we can really do about this. This is just the way it is. Well, in reality, if you read our year end letter and you understand what we're doing, it's like there is light at the end of the tunnel and it inspires people. You know, I was looking through, um, you were on WNDU uh, not too long ago, kind of sharing the story. And I was looking through, that thing got like 55 or 60 plus shares on Facebook. And I was looking through every one of them and everyone's comments. Like so many of them were five star kids thanking and just being thankful for the five-star program and then so many and then there were several that were like hey i've been looking for something to get involved with and here it is right so i thought that was super super powerful yeah and that, i'm glad you brought that up because um the, the most fun part of that wndu they did a piece on us um but they they put it on facebook and to watch kids that were in five-star 10 years ago or 12 years ago come on and comment and say, this program changed my life. You know, I would not be who I am or where, I mean, that's fun because it's just, it's just real feedback. It's not, you know, uh, a, a staged setting. Yep. It's just raw and, and kind of real. So um, these letters are kind of designed to do the same thing, just to kind of give people an inside scoop. So if you have not read the year on letter yet, this is my push. I'm not trying to twist your arm, but honestly, um, if we're going to change culture and if we're, if we're going to change our society from, from the place it's at right now, we're going to need all hands on deck. And I think, Bray, one of the things that we do, and, and we'll talk about this in a lesson, we talk to kids about this, that stress and pressure is going to come. It's a regular part of everyday life. I just listened to uh, a couple uh, neuroscience graduates from Notre Dame. They did this workshop, <clears throat> and they just said, you know, stress is a part of life everybody faces. Mm -hmm. it's, it's learning how to deal with stress. And ultimately, we have, we have found all kinds of unhealthy ways to deal with stress, and back in the day, there were some simple things you could do. You could become an alcoholic. <clears throat> you could, like the negative ways we deal with stress. Mm -hmm. You could become angry and abusive. You could do some of those things. Today, with technology, now there's all these interesting ways, unique ways to self-medicate. Instead of dealing with stress and fear and pressure, it's, it's binging Netflix or social media or porn or there's all kinds of narcotics out there. There's all kinds of <clears throat> legalized drugs too to help you with these things. Mm -hmm. So, so you know, scaling that down a little bit, 
you know, one of the things I see all the time is people who are, are almost medicating with busyness and with more work and, and very few people are pausing long enough to see the real problems in society and say, okay, what can I do? And the, the reality is most people are too busy to do anything about it. Yeah. Well, nobody asks that question. What can I do? Or nobody says, it's take a stressful situation and, you know, like you're talking about, well, I'm going to go do these things that distract me from the problem, right? And then I'll deal with that and it becomes a, you make a mountain out of a molehill, if you will, right? Nobody, nobody sits there and says, well, what's the solution? Like nobody sits here and says, well, you know, I'm having a long week at work this week. Um, I, I'm working really hard. It's like things aren't going the right way, this and that. It's like, well, just because you're working towards something and, and usually when you're working towards something, like it takes a grind, it takes an effort. And, uh, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is, oh, I'm doing this for, for kids or whatever your line of work is. Right. And no, people don't stop for a second and think about, well, what's this for? And, and, and I think if people would just slow themselves down for a second and start doing that, I bet you, you'll be a little less stressed. And that may sound super easy. Some people might hear that and say, there's no way I can do that. Well, that's part of your, you saying that is my point. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 and that's what we're going to unpack in this show is I want to get into, you know, the, this has to do with our mental health and around this time of year, people's stress levels go through the roof because it's the year end. <clears throat> people are starting to think about taxes. People are starting to think about Christmas shopping and gifts and the pressure of being around family members that maybe they love or maybe they hate or just all the, <clears throat> all the conflict that can arise and the pressure. And so I do want to unpack and talk a little bit about something we've taught kids and how to deal with and really break through in their mental health. And, and that really is our in, how we self-medicate with technology. So we'll unpack that in a little bit. In the meantime, really want to encourage our listening audience, um, take a moment to go to our website and check out the impact that we're having. 2023, we impacted over 28,000 kids a week. 2024 is going to be incredible. We want you to be a part of this mission join the solution. You can go to fivestarlife.org. Also, be sure to like this, share this, and subscribe to this show. We'll be right back after this. Coach Seth here wishing you a Merry Christmas. And whether you love this time of year or this holiday season is really hard for you, I believe that Five Star Life can help. Our team has put together a series of letters that we're sending out over the holiday season. And if you enjoy this show, you'll love each letter because they're filled with stories of transformation and hope. Each letter is written in a thought-provoking and inspiring fashion, which means it's perfect reading material to read around the Christmas tree with your family and friends. As a matter of fact, we encourage you to have your friends, coworkers, and families join the journey with you, whether you read it aloud together or you simply just pass it along to them. After reading it, take a few minutes to discuss the letter and what you can do to change culture. You can find this series of letters on our website at fivestarlife.org. Again, that's the number five, the word star, life.org. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and my co-host, Coach Mia, is out of town today. So my new co-host today, fill-in co-host, is our Director of Basketball Operations, Coach Bray Beatles. Welcome back. Big shoes to fill. B big shoes. Coach Mia. Coach Mia. Um, Lots of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
One of the things I want to do is I want to talk a little bit about, um, we record some lessons. Uh, we're doing this series for kids. Um, so many students and teachers and parents said, can you do a series on how to help kids in their mental health, which is basically our, our emotional, our psychological, and our, our social well-being. And um, I believe, you know, mental health has become one of the biggest talking points um, but it's because the the mental health of kids is under attack like never before. And the reality is, um, I, I, whenever I talk to adults, I just say, I mean, just just show hands. How many of you think that being raised in this generation would be tougher than being raised in the generation we were raised in? Everybody, all the hands shoot up and say, no question. I do not envy being in this generation with everything that's kind of surrounding them. It really is like they're under attack. That may seem like melodramatic, but our kids are under attack like never before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ultimately this, this conversation about mental health, we just call a time and say, okay, kids, um, the number one threat to your mental health from outside. I'm not, we, we have lessons that we talk about your beliefs and your thoughts and your emotions and how to manage those, not to process those, not to take these fears that we have and, really evaluate them and drag them to the arena and kind of look at them and use critical thinking to look at, okay, where is this fear coming from? Where is, where's the belief that caused the fear in this and what's causing the emotion and and actually trace it back to the root and then deal with the root. We talked about that, but from outside the number one threat to kids, mental health is social media. And kids, when I say that, they're just like, they want to almost plug their ears. Like, you're going to talk about social media and tell me that I can't be on social media. And even adults will do the same thing. Like, you're going to talk to me about how much social media I'm taking in or how much I'm on technology and how much of a loser I am. No, I'm not. Because research actually makes a differentiation between um, the ill effects of, of technology and social media and the healthy benefits. There's some great, you know, benefits of using technology and social media. It's a great, it's great for human connection. Mm -hmm. But research says when we just passively absorb and take in social media, that is where it becomes toxic to our brain. And that's where it becomes damaging. And so when, when we take in social media, we're, and we're passively just scrolling, just curious, because we've all, I've done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you feel when you're passively scrolling and you got on there to check a message and you actually, you know, the algorithm, it, it popped up a, a thing for you to go in there and look. And then you find yourself 15, 20 minutes later and you're scrolling. How does it make you feel? Um, makes me feel, I mean, it happens all the time. It makes me feel like I just, it, it, there's something that like, so you, you log on to check a message or something and then the next thing that pops up for me is like a new set for basketball. And I'm like, oh, I, and I go down a rabbit hole of like, oh, this is great. I'm going to put this in, you know. Um, so it, it, I always feel like, well, what just happened to 15 minutes of my life or 20 minutes of my life? I was like, wait, I just got completely distracted from what I was doing. Yes. Yeah. And, and every once in a while, it's a good distraction. It's like, oh, that was great. Sure. But most times it's like what the heck am I, I just wasted my time. Yeah. It's like going down the YouTube rabbit hole, right? Where yeah. next video is always better. It's like, wait, I got to watch that one. Yes. Now, you know? yeah. And it's super interesting and it's maybe entertaining or it's just sure. like, it's people, you know, or whatever. But at the end of the day, you're like, at least for me, 
I totally understand this research that says just passively absorbing social media, it has ill effects on your mental health. Because I feel that. I'm like, I don't feel good mm-hmm. in that moment. Yeah. I feel like, ugh. Yep. I don't yes. explain how I feel. That's why, yes. ugh. Yes. And, and so, you know, and what, what happens for kids especially is this is a dopamine hit in the brain that's why we're tempted to keep scrolling. It's these these tiny rewards, which all of this is intentional. Yes. This is not accidental. It's not like it, it, it just happens to be very addictive. The psychologists that they pay a lot of money to create these apps are actually l- manipulating that dopamine hit they're hacking our brains for addiction because that's how they make money yes or influence and just think about this not to go down a crazy rabbit hole here but i i would if your child has a tiktok i would challenge you to scroll through their tiktok feed because what they are seeing are some outrageous um uh, uh things that you know can become addictive for kids to to look at like like they'll see ads for vaping. They'll see ads for for this or that that are not necessarily positive for your kids. And if you really think about um, TikTok, where where does TikTok generate from? What country? China. China. So you don't think that they're manipulating our youth by what they see during it, it, when they're scrolling through TikTok? And there's a reason that when you I've never been to China, but just through research I've done myself, the Chinese kids who are seeing TikTok are seeing positive. Uh, videos in, ac- in the academic world, science accomplishments, this and that, while our kids are seeing a bunch of crap. There's there's a reason Explain there. why that is. Well, uh, why we're seeing crap? Yeah. Well, I, I imagine that China's trying to influence um, our youth <laughs> and, and find a way to get an advantage over over us. Uh, and, and it's when you talk about how that has an impact on your mental health, like if you see something, it's like our year-end letter. If you see something positive, it empowers you to do something positive. If you continue to see, um, I'm using, uh, uh, you know, uh, if you continue to see uh, ads for certain things that maybe are negative and or your feed, your algorithm is producing something that is, you know, um, women in a way that young kids probably shouldn't see them, um, those types of things, like, that's influence. And, and this is this is something I've been talking about for the last decade uh, with parents is is making the point and, and with educators and with politicians that we're lobbying to, to actually help us change culture. Mm-hmm. And that is for the first time, this is the greatest social experiment experience in human history, experiment in human history. Um, let me just repeat that because I this is the. The cell phone and social media is the greatest social experiment in human history. Um, Because for the first time in history, the first time in the history of the world, our kids are no longer being raised in homes and communities. Yep. They're being, this has opened up their world and their community. So instead of being raised in a home and a community, um, these kids may be in their home, they may be in their bedroom, but they are in another world. And unfortunately, in a lot of situations, and the research plays this out, the more isolated they become, the the higher 
the likelihood that they're in a dark world, that they're learning things that are not healthy and they're not uh, going to project them into the future their parents want or even that they want. Yes. Well, think about um, th- think about Snapchat for a second. Like, look, I love social media. I'm a big Twitter guy. Like, I grew up in the very early stages of that. It was awesome. But my children, if Snapchat's still around, um, will never have Snapchat. Not because it's it can it can be used as bad, but just think about the like what Snapchat is. It is hey, whatever I send goes away. Whatever I message you, unless you screenshot it, which does happen. Um, what, what whatever picture I send you disappears. And it's just kind of like, think about the, the accountability that they're losing in that, right? Where if you're, if, if someone's being bullied on Snapchat and it's not, it's not saved in a certain way, like it's gone. Like there's no, just think, so just think about like how little zero accountability, zero accountability and how little that might seem in your head. But like, it's, it's kind of like you start to build a tolerance for something and it's just more and then more happens and then more and you push more boundaries. And then you wonder why you you know, kids these days struggle with the accountability aspect of athletics or life. And this is probably why data says that the average kid in high school spends five hours a day online. Mm. And the research shows that for every additional hour online, the, the, there's a correlation with higher rates of anxiety and depression. So we're going to come back and unpack this a little more. Um, Again, it's not all bad social media, but it's being leveraged in a negative way. We'll be right back after this. Go to 5starlife.org. 5 Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I am joined in studio with our Five Star Life Director of Basketball Operations, Coach Bray Beatles. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. And we're having a great conversation talking about uh, mental health and how to help kids break through their mental health. And the number one threat from outside, the external threat, uh, is social media and technology, which, um, you know, you were talking about the impact of TikTok. It's so interesting that these developers, they don't allow their own kids to use the apps and the technology that they're bankrolling. Like they're making millions, billions of dollars. Uh, so that should be telling to us that why do they send their kids to private schools that ban technology and that are teaching cursive still? Mm. What, what is that all about? <laughs> well, it's because the human brain is shifting and changing. The way kids are learning, this is changing the way kids learn. And so what's happening right now, and there will be more and more data out this over the next five years, trust me, they're starting to study this. There's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a long enough track record of data to prove what I believe is just, it's just a hypothesis right now. But kids' brains are changing. And kids, we're starting to already see this and hear hear this in education. Kids don't want to learn. 
kids can't, they can't retain knowledge. They, they can't push through learning. It's boring to them. It's too hard. They can't get it. They get really distracted really easy. Why is that? Hmm. <laughs> Why? How could that possibly be happening? Yeah. Maybe because you're bored and you can just swipe to the next thing. So their brain has built up a, um, well, it's, it's really an intolerance to hard things, learning hard things. Yes. So, you know, as the, there, there's a um, Dr. Um, David uh, McFillin uh, says that basically the kids that he works with, he's a psychologist, they're just saying, why would I even play a sport that is challenging me psychologically, socially, and emotionally? Why would I play a sport when I can just stay home and scroll mm. and get these dopamine hits? It's much more comfortable, much less dangerous, and I just feel very comfortable. And so th- this is where technology, and this is this is the thing that I want to just, I want to make sure parents... Um, you have total, and there's some parents who are like, yeah, I'm already doing this, Coach Seth. We're, we've cut our kids. We've, we, we make sure we severely limit their social media use. But there's some parents that are listening that you're just so busy that it's tough to monitor it. And then we, feel, we can feel guilty as parents, especially when you're working a job or two and you don't have time. And so you, you feel like, what am I supposed to do? And, and that's, a, that's a very good question. But the thing that I would encourage you to do is if you look at the stats and the research, um, make sure you have these conversations with your kids. Don't make it a punitive, like, hey, you've got to quit social media. You can't have technology. I wouldn't do that, but I would have the conversation and let them, let them understand and start to do the research. There's videos on TikTok that breaks down the research. Yep. There's some. There's a lot of information on TikTok mm-hmm. that shows the evils of overuse of social media. Sure, it's very fascinating. My kids, they teach me about the evils of social media. Mm. They know more about it than I do. That's interesting. It is interesting. I was going to ask you what your uh, what your conversations like with your kids. I mean, you have teen teens, right? And uh, mine are mine are really far away from their first cell phone. Uh, which is great. So, but I was curious what you what your thoughts are on that. Well, there's a big push out to make sure you don't let your kids. Like, I think the the new push is like, you know, don't let your kid get a smartphone until they're eighth grade. Mm. And and this is like an educational push for their brain to protect their brain, right? So, and and I would say even starting earlier, um, young kids. Um, Jordan was getting a our blaze getting a haircut. Um, so we're at the barber shop two weeks ago. And bar, uh, one of the barbers, you know, cutting hair, obviously, and his son, he had a son in there, so he didn't have child care. So he has his three-year-old son there. Three-year-old son, um, what does he do for entertainment? He's got his dad's phone. Mm. And, again, no judgment because that's yep. probably an anomaly for him. He's probably just, like, didn't have a sitter, so he's like, what do you do? I get that. That's uh, no judgment. Got to work. Got to work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the technology companies have they have marketed this hard. Get a tablet for your kid. All these educational programs that are stimulating and engage your brain and all and all that is true, but they're also addictive. So my encouragement to parents with young kids is severely limit tablet use. 
limit it to 15 minute increments here and there, maybe a half hour a day, an hour a day at the, like just start to think about setting a bar and, and having some boundaries, whatever that is. Every family can decide what's appropriate um, be, because what will happen is it's changing their brain at an early age. This is easy. This is fun. This is stimulating. And, and, and then the real world can't, it can't compete because the real world, it demands action, effort, and focused attention. Yes. And it's in a spreadsheet, not a shiny, colorful video you're watching. Yeah. <laughs> so, so for us, um, my kids grew up doing, a, they played outside a lot. They played inside a lot. Um, and they didn't have, uh, I think Kobe was eighth grade when he got his cell phone. So we kind of followed that for the most part. Um, as far as social media goes, we just look at their, you know, we're just kind of paying attention to how much they're on it. Sure. And they, they know we have, we talk about it every week. Like, Hey, get off your phone. Yeah. Um, and then we have this magic internet pause, um, control system, which is a wonderful tool. Oh, nice. They've created. You, you can, turn it off. You can pause your internet. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's my biggest struggle as a parent, even it's like, and can I, you know, I grew up in the early stages of a social media world where, you know, Twitter was new when I was in high school and it was like this awesome thing. And, and, you know, like I'm a victim of it too, right. Of, of I get home and I got three young kids and sometimes I catch myself even at the dinner table. Like I'll be looking at something. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like, and, and short of taking my phone and putting it on top of the refrigerator, right. Um, which is probably what I need to do. Um, you know, you, you still catch yourself in those moments, even when you, even though you try your hardest not to. Well, it's tough because the, the working world, it demands you have your cell phone. You're, you have to be accessible 24 seven in yeah. the work. I mean, most jobs require not all jobs, but, um, especially white collar jobs, you, you have to be on call. And so, um, one of the things that I, I started doing early on, this is a, at least a decade ago, is when I'm home, I put my phone face down and unless I'm expecting a call or something, I'm not, I'm not looking at my, I'm trying not to look at my phone. There's no question because when I, when I do have my phone, <laughs> I'm picking that baby up and the Facebook algorithm and Instagram algorithms are so good that they're just like, oh, check out this. Yep. And so it's, it's amazing how addictive it is. You, you just pick it up and click and then that's over. Yeah. Well, in, in a world, you know, a lot of white collar worlds or, or whatnot, and even even if you're involved with kids or dealing with a lot of people at a time, like, you know, I put my phone down, I'm thinking about like, is somebody trying to get a hold of me for to get in the gym tonight? Or is something wrong at the gym? You know, or like, so it's really hard to, you know, and I don't really stress out about it, but I, like, I'm conscious of it. Right. Yep. And I just want to like, hmm, I want to make sure you know, we're taking care of people when they need to be taken care of. Right. Yeah. Um, and that happens at so many different hours, which is unfortunate, but, um, you know, that's the only thing that I think about is, is what am I missing? Right. And, and, and it could be through work. It could be through, uh, it, it could be someone hopped in the transfer portal in the, for college football. And you're like, well, I wanted to know that, you know? So it's like, there's so many of those things that it's probably fear of it's FOMO, right? It's FOMO. <laughs> it's total FOMO. Yeah. What am I missing? And it's just, it's pat, it's patterns. It's addictive behavior where if we haven't checked our phone in a little while, we have to check our phone. It is, it is program pattern addiction. And it, I'm just curious, our listening audience, 
if you have a, a great kind of rhythm with social media and technology, if you've developed a balanced relationship with it, we would love to hear from you and love to hear your thoughts. Um, go to fivestarlife.org. Uh, that's the word five or the number five, the words five star and life.org. And uh, there's a contact contact us uh, button. You can also go to social media and just post in there and just say, hey, here's what I do for social media with my kids. Um, I would love to get your feedback because we're always looking for uh, more ways to combat this. But so much, so much of this is just self-control in setting boundaries. We'll be right back after this. Coach Seth here, and I want to encourage you to join me this Christmas and holiday season in The Pause. Each year, I spend the last couple months and weeks in focused reflection. Where was my marriage at a year ago? My relationship with my kids? How did our personal and professional goals pan out? Do we have any personal or professional goals? My challenge to you is to select what John Maxwell calls a thinking chair, a place where you can sit uninterrupted and just think. Block several short periods of time where you sit with a journal or notepad and just start by listing everything you're grateful for in 2023. The next time, think about things that went well and things that didn't go well. Use your imagination to think about what changes personally and professionally you want to make. And finally, consider your role in impacting the nameless, faceless, and voiceless kids and families that Five Star Life reaches. Learn more at fivestarlife.org. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined with our Director of Basketball Operations, Coach Bray Beatles. Welcome back. Thank you. So, incredible conversation about social media, and really, we're talking about mental health for kids. Yep. And, you know, this all ties in with, with the holiday season. You know, Christmas is coming. Um, we're going to be gathering with friends and family and loved ones, and um, or sometimes for some people, there's going to be people missing this holiday season. There's going to be um, people that we don't want to interact with. Um, so there's all kinds of anxiety around the holidays. And there's there's going to be a major temptation to end the holidays as people have, you know, time off. <laughs> they have more quantities of time. We can self, we can choose this holiday season to, to, to really think about going into it differently and the lesson that we taught kids was one of the major issues that social media does is it, it, it pulls you back from reality and it pulls you back from human connections, which are a major part of having great mental health. I mean, relationships are uh, of the vitality of life and social media passively scrolling social media. That is what locks us into uh, the, the, this addiction, and that's what isolates us, right? And so this holiday season, I just want to encourage our listening audience to really kind of think about this holiday season differently and going into it with a game plan of, I'm going to really kind of go in with some guardrails around how I use my screen this holiday season. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to have the rich holiday experience where I'm connecting with my family, connecting with my friends, and I'm fully present and engaged. I'm not you know, checking or subconsciously somewhere else. And I think all this ties together. And I think everybody can have the most incredible Christmas they've ever had. And then if you throw in reading our year-end newsletter, then you're going to be inspired to actually spend your time not just scrolling, but giving back and serving or donating. Yeah. I'm going to start tonight. 
Coach Seth, how about that? I love it. Wife's having a wife's hosting the Christmas party with the friends, and I'm putting the phone away. I'm gonna enjoy the time with my friends, and and uh, I'm gonna start that tonight. Awesome. So so that is what we were challenging kids to do, and we're calling it the Five Star Life Thirty for Thirty Challenge, mm. where for the next thirty days, you limit social media use to thirty minutes a day. Now the great thing about our smartphones is you can program that in. Yeah. You can actually program it. Yeah. And th- this is what a girl named Claudia did. She didn't do it like the 30 for 30 thing. That's what, something we made up. But sh- she was a sharp, intelligent, young girl, great student. But social media began to s- pull her in. And she started to have some, you know, some anxiety that continued to rise. It went into depression. She then found it hard to even socially connect because she was so outside of herself. And finally, she had a mental breakdown. Went to a doctor. They put her on um, antidepressants, and that didn't work. And said it didn't work, didn't help, because they didn't deal with the root issue. Correct. So for two year, after two years, she finally was like, I need to find help. I need to get help. And... It was a therapist that said, you need to re- reconsider what you're doing with social media. Like you are self-medicating. Mm-hmm. You're not doing drugs. You're not an alcoholic. You're a social media-aholic, and it is messing with you. And she she decided to cut back, and then ultimately she, she ended up cutting social media altogether. And she, like, she said it, it was life-changing. It took me a couple weeks to get kind of for the FOMO to go away, Yep, everything that she was missing out on. But then all of a sudden, like, clarity came. Mm. Peace came. Mm. Her creativity came back. The relations, relationships came back. And she's like, I'm never going back to it. Yeah. Again, and, and her thing is not to say, I think everybody should do what I did. Sure. She's just saying, I was so extreme, I had to cut it all. Well, if, you, if your point of kids living in this generation, being raised in this generation is harder than it was in any previous generation... What's the one thing that's here now that wasn't here then? Social media, right? And it's like it's like breaking any habit. You quit smoking. It's gonna be tough for a week or two that's or however right. long. I've never smoked, but you know, there's there's it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult habit to break. You know, maybe social media is this generation's cigarette. You know, and it's like we have to find a way to to get through that. It's a, it's a great point. It it literally is you know, this generation's cigarette. Um, but unfortunately they also have not just cigarettes, they have vape. Yeah. They have weed. They, I mean, the, our, our, this generation is absolutely under attack and it's why we need your help. The listening audience's help to help bring five star life to every school, every community, every detention center that you know of, because this, this program, what we do is, changing it's changing lives yeah it's helping them because it's helping shake kids out of this toxic cycle they they they're they're looking screaming saying help me out of this mm. right and, and so we we are we are that hand that's pulling them out of it and you can you can do your part by simply going to our website and looking and reading our our series of year-end letters and then from there take a little bit of time to process what is your role in five-star life? Is it volunteering? Um, is it donating? 
is it just passing along and bringing exposure and just helping us expand uh, people's knowledge base about five-star life. But this is how you can actually change kids' lives who are stuck in this toxic cycle. Everything helps. Um, don't think that you can't do anything um, because like you said, whether it's whether you're able to donate uh, $5, $100, $10,000, or if you share the information with somebody, that person might be able to do fill in in areas. You might be a volunteer. These people might be able to help financially. That's right. It's just sharing, you know. It, it, it's sharing. And, you know, by the way, I wanted to, we have just a few minutes left, but Five Star Basketball did something really cool. I know you guys are playing this weekend, having success, but you um, did something very cool. You you got a group of tickets uh, for Notre, Notre Dame game, boys basketball, um, played Western Michigan to, to go support um, yeah. one of our own, Marcus Burton, who's the yep. point guard at Notre Dame. Um, tell me how that night went. It was awesome. Um, always good to, to be in the gym as much as possible watching basketball, right? But in general, great. We had a nice group. Uh, we sold 50 or 60 tickets, I think, in, the, in a section for uh, for like a little five-star basketball outing, if you will, to, to watch Notre Dame and Marcus. And we were lucky enough after the game, Marcus came out and said hey to, to the guys that, that stuck around and um, took a picture and 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 uh, Lafonso Ellis was there as well, who's obviously involved in, in five star and is a great influence on, um, you know, just people in general. Being around uh, Lafonso Ellis just is he's like reading a year end letter every day when you're when you're talking to him. It's just like I told you, I was like, I don't know how people can be that nice. Like he is so nice, and it's just it was really really cool. Um, said some, said some nice words to the kids and asked how they're doing and where do you go to school you know all those things that that others may just brush off right mm -hmm. but just tremendous it was a great night I know that the parents of the players who were there you know who were able to stick around were super 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 thankful I got a text from one of our eighth graders that said tonight was awesome coach I'm so happy to be a part of five star it's like I didn't I say hey buddy did you have fun he just texted me and said thank you and that that was really cool that is so cool. Um, again, there are so many things that Five Star Life is doing um, in schools, in detention centers, uh, in sports. And I just want to encourage everybody that's listening, um, again, one more push. Read that letter. We do this one time a year. There's a series of letters. And, I, I, you know, what I'm doing with my family is I'm, I'm either sharing it with all my family members um, or I'm reading it with them. You know, for Christmas, we'll just go through the series of letters and read through all of them. And it's a simple way to expand my kids' world. And it's also, I, I've taken that letter and I've texted it to people digitally. And I've had some people say, oh, thank you so much. I, great letter. Um, thanks for the positive things that Five Life is doing. Thanks for the good news. I needed some good news today. Mm -hmm. um, so um, th this is going to be incredible year-end. really want you to be on the journey. You can go to fivestarlife.org to get the information and to read those letters. Do me a favor. Please read it, and it will take you three, four minutes, and then share it with 